Sylvia Tam, and you're listening to Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs, a weekly snack and chat with amazing moms about how they raise their kids to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle. So let's hop into today's show and grow healthy families and businesses together. So hello, everybody. Make sure that we're always on. And... We're good. Let's see here. Let me just make sure that this is all set. All right. No, not yet. Hold on. I don't see a attendee here yet, so I don't even see myself. So let's see. Oh, there, there I am. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. So welcome, welcome everybody. Happy Tuesday again to our live mompreneurs, raising kidpreneurs snack and chat on Facebook. And this is really exclusive to our own group because you know we wanna make sure that we're openly uh, sharing our thoughts and we're able to get the best of each other. And so today our topic is education and entrepreneurship. And we have our amazing two guests, Sandy Herrera. She's from the founder of Educator Dynamics and she works works very closely with educators in terms of their school culture and a lot more beyond that too in terms of helping youth empowerment. And then to accompany that, we also have Holly Yarbrough. She is the founder of Wonderstorm Academy and she is in Orange County and she she has a school that is a combination of the best of both worlds. She has a Montessori background, and she also has incorporated into an Acton uh, school philosophy, which has really created some little heroes um, turning into amazing heroes. So welcome to you both, Sandy and Holly. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Okay, so we really have a lot of interesting topics here, and I thought the best way for us to start is to actually come about from the definition of education and entrepreneurship. So I just took it from the dictionary and I noticed some really something interesting between them. Um, so education, it actually is defined as the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction. And to me, I feel like that's kind of an outdated definition, <laughs> but they, right? But there was a second definition in Oxford. It said an enlightening experience. And so how can the two like, be the same page, you know, they're so different. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other word is entrepreneurship. And in here it says, entrepreneurship is viewed as change, generally entailing risk beyond what is normally encountered in starting a business, which may include other values than simply economic, economic ones. So between the two, I'm seeing some commonalities and I'm seeing some differences. Can I get either you, Sandy, or Holly, to kind of give us your feel on these definitions and how that applies to where you are and what you, in the environments you're working in? I think for me, I mean, they're, the definitions definitely apply, but it doesn't tell the whole picture, right? You know, when we think about education and we think about, in my world, it's it's all about lifelong learning and, and really fostering that, that inner spirit to actually seek out learning and, and we're, we do it from the moment we're born, right? Is that, that curiosity. And I think that that might be missing from the definition of, of education and, and entrepreneurship, right? I think that there's, there's the, the similarity of entrepreneurship is all about learning. <laughs> like if you're, and those of yeah. you that, those of us that are entrepreneurs, it's like, 
there isn't a day goes by that I don't go, oh, I was this old when I learned that, right? And <laughs> instead of like, yeah, yeah, there's all those pieces. So yeah, definitely, definitely see the connection. But and and Webster's definitions are are a good place to start. But then I think the robustness of the conversation is why we're here. So Sylvia, thank you for teeing that up. Yeah. And, and I guess, Holly, you, you probably have lots of feedback on that since you're, you know, <laughs> teaching every day those that same education and entrepreneur and putting it all together. What's your thought on that? Yeah. So at first, when I was listening to the, your initial uh, definition for education, I was thinking, wow, that's exactly why I'm in education, because I'm looking to redefine that. <laughs> um, and I think I definitely fit more in the second definition of it being enlightenment. It really is just following that inner curiosity and making it fun again. I think probably the biggest reason why I've started doing what I'm doing is because it just seemed like kids were not enjoying learning anymore. And it's so important to learn, or it's so important to enjoy the learning process. And so definitely more aligned with the second definition there. Although I do think that systems are so important in education. Um, and then for entrepreneurs, I, for me, I, I think it's just all about risk taking, like really just how big is your vision and how willing are you to step outside the box and take big risks? So, yeah. And, and I think what it is, is that education, there's very low risk in terms of a student thinking that I just go to school, I follow, you know, system, as you said, it's very important. Maybe we can elaborate on that afterwards, but like the risk is lower than entrepreneurship, but yet the learning curve is pretty close. I mean, they're both, you're learning something new every single day. And I think the difference for me would be that um, entrepreneurship, you actually apply it and you won't usually forget it. Whereas education, you're, you're learning something, but you may not exactly retain it unless you actually teach it back or you do something with it rather than just reading about it or hearing about it. Hmm. Right. So yeah, that, that to me, I feel like is is a, an important part because we, and how, how many of us actually as adults want to go back to school? <laughs> right. right, like, wouldn't you? Get out of our experience, school? right? But school, the way that Holly and I are, are defining it in school, the school of the future, it's like, I want to do that. I want to play those games, which is why yeah. we're doing this work, right? It's because yep. it's like, it needs to be, a, I get to go to school every day or I get to go to work versus I have to. And you know, changing that narrative to be what what we wish we had and um, for our children as well. You know, I'm, I wish I knew what I know now when my son was first born versus, you know, throughout the last 10 years, you know, he was he was 10 ish, give or take a couple of years when I started down this path. And, you know, at that point, the foundation had already been laid and he's already in the system. And, you know, we're already in the path of him needing to check the boxes to get the high school diploma. And yet, if I were to do it all over again, I would have taught him so differently and, you know, would have had him go to a Wonderstorm Academy and would have had him, you know, really just be in that space of entrepreneurial mindedness uh, and lifelong learning versus the the black and white box of check these boxes for these credits to achieve this um, instead of there's a million different ways to achieve this. What is that vision? What is that goal? And how do you do that? And, you know, really, you know, kind of tapping back into that word curiosity of 
we can combine all of that and really ignite and foster that inner genius, which for my nonprofit and the genius camps that we run, it is all about that. And how do we, how do we spark that and then have them attend schools like Wonderstorms to where they can um, fuel that on a daily basis and be surrounded and supported by communities that actually want to foster that growth. So it sounds like a lot of this change is really a coming first of all from us you know, from the adults, from the, the environment, because the, the the kids always see us, maybe they not say it, but we are their mentors. Like what we do, how we approach things, being like, we get to do this versus we have to do this is a mindset change. And and so, by the way, I just want to uh, acknowledge some of our viewers right now. Um, I believe Lisbeth is asking or asking a question here, or is it Anna? Let me see. Anna is asking, what is on entrepreneurial mindset for you. So that's actually perfect timing that you asked that. But mm -hmm. also Elizabeth is on here too. She said that we are all awesome ladies here mm -hmm. and I appreciate everyone watching. So yeah, the entrepreneurial mindset really connects into um, something that's also starts with the letter E. Now that we're on these E words, I figured this would be a perfect word, which would be emotion. You know, what is emotional um, state of mind that affects both education as well as entrepreneurship. So Holly, what do you see in your classroom and how are you able to see that managing in your students as well as the adults in the class? Yeah, so I would say it's another E word. <laughs> I would say the most important role that I have at my school is to empower the learners, to just really set them up for success and just guide them along their journey because everybody's journey looks different. And so the way that I approach it for one learner is going to look completely different for the next. And so for me, it really is just stepping back and looking at the whole child and seeing what is necessary here to empower them to step into their potential. And that's another E word you just introduced too. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be like Sesame yeah. Street in a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're on the train of thought, right? So why not, right? Add on all the E words. I know that Tammy just included uh, extra words here for us, Tammy. So good to see you here. She said emotional intelligence, and that's really, really key. So um, now you were saying that, but emotions, though, is huge, right? Like I was looking and doing some um, uh, research on emotional factors, how they play an important role in our learning style. So positive emotional states can enable students to broaden their perspectives, see alternatives, persist through challenges, and respond effectively to criticism and failure. And I thought, okay, wait, that is a light bulb moment because like, if we just focus on maintaining positive emotions in the classrooms or at home, wouldn't that solve a lot of the issues that we might be experiencing with children? What do you think? If we focus primarily on the positive emotions, is that what yeah, you're saying? Just keeping actually, that mindset. I actually see it as focusing on emotions in general, because I think a lot of the problem is children just don't understand what they're feeling. And so as adults around them can help them put words to what they're feeling and to identify in their body where they're feeling it, it helps them work through those feelings. So whether they're positive or they're negative, it's equally important to me for that to be something that is brought up regularly for children. Yeah, Holly, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and it, it really is about not labeling good, bad, right, or wrong, 
but mm-hmm. truly just allowing us to be emotional beings. It's, it's actually our superpower as humans in, and emotion is energy in motion, right? Is, is it just, it needs to move and, and through us. And it's, it's why brain breaks are important. And it's why movement within education is important. And, and all of these pieces um, to, you know, those that are listening, like the whole child to, to be able to look at them through this lens of, of being a whole human, not a robot that gets to sit there and do one thing, but to actually experience the range of emotions and then have the appropriate aligned response to what's happening. You know, notice what's happening, get curious about what it is, and then take aligned action. Because mm-hmm. and I was just um, actually working with my, my sister in Florida and um, doing some mental health recovery programs for um, students, educators, and families out there, and really talking through that. And, and when you're in that space, when, whether it's a crisis, but it also works you know, in, in normal life as well, when it's not a tremendous tr- crisis, is to just notice what's going on, get curious with it. How do I want to label this? And teaching our children to do that. We get to teach the adults how to do it so that we can model. To your point, Holly, is like we we model, I mean, they pick up more than what they watch us do than what we say, you know, because humans. And so to to be able to really connect in with those emotions and give them permission to feel, like that is such a cornerstone to being a healthy human and having healthy emotional intelligence is to give ourselves and each other permission and a safe space to feel. Even if you're feeling angry, that it's not, it, anger is not bad. It's okay. What do you want to do with it? That's healthy and constructive in order to move that energy in order to get to your ultimate values alignment of how you want to respond to the situation or have the conversation or whatever it is. And and this happens in two year olds. It happens in, you know, 222 year olds, because apparently we're going to live that long someday. And, and I remember, I recall, um, I've had a conversation in Holly with your episode where we talked about how you have some tips on, you know, managing those emotions, um, just so our, our viewers are noticing that, or didn't know that Holly actually has six children. And so that's actually part of her journey as to why she decided mm-hmm. to find a uh, school with her husband. And uh, now she's extending what she's had with her journey with other other children as well. And so I think that'd be really great if anyone has tips to continue that conversation in the chat, in the group of tips of managing, although that's a huge topic on its own. I, mean, I want to steer it out, out to a little bit in the entrepreneurial world, because there's another thing that popped up is why are emotions important in entrepreneurship? And I think it's pretty much the same as education, but the, the, another perspective is that emotions will trigger your action to build your way forward in the journey. Mm-hmm. So that journey is a combination of both education, whether it be education or entrepreneurship or just how you deal with life. Um, what do you think for our young entrepreneurs that are coming into the space? You know, they're young, they're willing to like try everything and they're not afraid, right? So what kind of difference would you say they have to manage for their emotions or how should parents prepare their children? Any specific tips or ideas for them? I think um, something that we use often in the studio is we have something called um, 3B before G, and that is really empowering the, the learners 
to learn how to source solutions to their own problems. And a lot of times, whenever there's a problem, you're going to have some heavy emotions that bubble up when we when they have these problems. So three B's before G just really is a reminder to them that they want to use their brain. They want to use a book or other resource. We use Chromebooks. So we say, you know, an actual tangible book or their Chromebook or a buddy. And so what that does is it kind of unschools them from the the normalcy of anytime there's a problem you go find the adult in the room and the adult in the room is the one person who has the solution and they'll fix everything right and then we teach our children to not be problem solvers and they don't learn to work through their own problems and their own emotions and so with this 3b before g g represents the guide which is the adult in the room and so they learn to go through these three resources before going to an adult to get a solution to their problem. And a lot of times they don't ever have to go to an adult because they've figured out I'm powerful enough to source the solution to this. And sometimes if a problem is so big that I'm not able to handle it for myself, I can turn to a buddy for support and I can get that support that I need and I can work through whatever it is that I'm experiencing in that moment. And that has been super, super helpful for us. Holly, I love that. And and kind of back to one of the questions earlier about what is an entrepreneurial mindset. It's that that's a piece of it as well, is that we are using our brains, we are using books and resources to, you know, that everything is figure outable to quote Marie Forleo, right. And, and to, to really be partnering with people and, and to find buddies and to reach out a hand and ask for help and, and trust that we're not meant to have all the information ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, our brains and our, our intuitions, you know, whether it's our, our head, heart, or gut brains, whatever, whichever one is speaking to us. And you're speaking my language right there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's telling us I'm hungry, then, you know, maybe I need to go to a book because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm eating something that is actually going to fuel my brain. And maybe I want a friend to join me in eating, you know, it can be as simple as that, right? Mm. All the way most complex problems, but Holly, I love the way that you packaged that and, and how powerful has that been for your, your learners and for their families? It's been incredible. And it's, it is so challenging as an adult who has been in a traditional classroom for many years to actually like step back and give them that space to work through problems on their own. And it's just so fulfilling to watch them no longer need me. Yeah, Holly, can I have you come in to the schools that I coach and, and talk to the educators? <laughs> so true. Like, um, as I'm coaching educators and creating a comprehensive, sustainable, positive working and learning environment, they're, they're, they get to this needing to fix and needing to solve from this place of love and, and compassion and empathy and wanting to, to rescue because that's how we were raised, right? We were raised that, you know, oh, we just fix things for people versus no, no, I trust you. You got this. Like, mm-hmm. you, I'm, I'm here. I'll create a safe container for you so that you know that, you know, energetically you're safe. And as you feel that those scary feelings is totally normal. You got this. You got this. And, and having that champion. And I think it's the same for, um, for the adults in our schools is rewiring their own neural pathways that they themselves are safe and that their role is just as valuable to sit back and guide and create a safe container versus doing teaching, you know, instructing, facilitating, like there can be more being 
as a teacher, as a guide, mm-hmm. and doing, right? Absolutely. I see so much energy at this moment. Like we are so passionate about this. Just to add in there, I know that Anna says that she's with her 12 year old right now and her 12 year old is actually listening. So hello to you. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, it's so amazing to see that, you know, you when you have the right environment, the kids will just bloom and will just launch their curiosity and their ability to try new things. So everything you guys were saying, really we're bringing out also the fact that educators are really really like turning on that switch is like you know what no more we're going to go with this other approach uh tammy for example tammy valiers here she's a hero intelligence teacher Mm -hmm. and so she is already uh through star hero academy which i work with her on is educating and training and certifying hero intelligence teachers to teach exactly that to help children discover their heroes so with all that i have one also question i wanted to add in because i know that lots of parents are going through it especially when they have children that are in their senior year of high school and kind of transitioning into college but there's also a lot of feelings and thoughts about uh, what's the importance of college you know, I know what I love. I know I want to do. I know where to get, you know, the resources, the buddy. I have all those. Do I really need to go through that college experience? And it's a tricky question because there is value, but there is some thinking required. I know my son also goes through that train of thought as well. Can I ask each of you to give your your two cents on how you feel about that and how, what kind of tips would you have for both the kid printer and the mom printer? Yeah, Holly, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I may have an unpopular opinion. Um, I tend to think that maybe college right out of high school isn't the best option. I lean more towards experiential learning. And I think going to either straight into an internship, finding an apprentice that you can work under, or um, even going to a trade school is really a better route for the current times that we're in. Um, Although I will say that there are some incredible life skills that are learned going to a four-year college. For example, I think that one of the things that is a major life skill that is lacking in many adults these days is time management skills. And I think that college is one of the first opportunities that we really have as young adults to take control over our own time and really figure out like what are my interests how am i going to fit all this in and it's it's a it's a beautiful opportunity i don't know if it is the very best use of a young person's time right out of high school i personally would be i'm going to be hoping that my own children choose to go right into the workforce and follow their passions and their their ambitions and find somebody that they can learn from who is already out there in the field doing what they love. Thank you for that. I don't mm-hmm. think you're an unpopular. I definitely don't mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> Not in this community, no. But, but it's definitely... Mompreneurs, right? <laughs> yeah, you're like a mompreneurs right here. But I think it'd be awesome to hear, um, Sandy, your perspective on it as well. Yeah, so my son's 21, and um, I actually helped him graduate six months early because we needed to stop the pain for both of us of what, did you do your homework? Can you just pass the test for the love of all that's holy? Um, and just needed it to get out of that. And so getting to a place where it's like, 
hey, bud, if I can talk to your principal and we can make this happen and you graduate in December, um, he goes, that can't happen. I go, but if I could, would you do it? He goes, heck yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> watch me. <laughs> so getting to um, talk to his principal and, and worked his schedule and, and made it happen that he could actually graduate um, six months early. And then his principal was still going to allow him to walk. This was December 2019 when he officially finished all of his high school credits and was eligible for his diploma and then got to walk for graduation in a really weird ceremony where I'm in the parking lot with a laptop watching on a jumbotron and he's in a theater with only 40 students, none of whom were his friends, walking across the stage and then he's like, yay, that was pandemic <laughs> <laughs> graduation. And so... Um, and to your question about like college or not is um, I, I have always in a, encouraged him to just follow his intuition. I love you no matter what, whether military is correct for you. And it's why when I started saving for college for him, I didn't save in a traditional way where he would be locked in because I wanted him to have the opportunity to really explore and figure out what his correct for himself path is and, and what that looks like. Um, and, and he's, he's an entrepreneur. He has his own pool business. Um, you know, he's partnered with his dad a little bit and then he's, you know, building things on his own to actually um, embrace his inner superpowers. And he has learned so much um, through different mentors and resources. And I have him working with, um, my money coach, Lisa Chastain, so that he can learn personal finance. And, you know, we talk about time management and he calls and asks me questions all the time about communicating effectively with clients and mom, how do I say this? And I'm like, oh, that's not a text one. Pick up the phone and call them. Um, and so all of this that to your point, Holly, is, is life skills that are so valuable for him in in all walks of life. And you know, I'm, I'm grateful that this wisdom, you know, came to me when he was when he was young because of an unfortunate experience um, during in traditional schooling between one school and another that had everything to do with the culture of the school and got me into this work to really be able to support and empower him as the unique, amazing human that he is. I can't believe I just like got touched by both of your 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 points because intuition is such a big deal. Like we just don't know or tap know how to tap into it, and so that's where I come in always about making sure you take care of your health and be, be very mindful of your state of mind before making decisions and and not rushing into decisions, but having the parent to give that space to think about things and asking questions, uh, way better than trying to predefine the best path for the child right mm -hmm. it sounds like that's the reason why i think a lot of the coaching is um probably beneficial because there's a lot of gray areas between the mom the educator the child and then there's this, all this gray space it's like bringing them all together and kind of finding a, a, the ideal best mm -hmm. solution right so i think that's 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 pretty like interesting and insightful for moving forward is that having ability to have older coaches like fellow 18 20 year olds to mm -hmm. be able to give advice to the 13 14 15 year olds i think is a big big way to help improve on um the whole journey from education to entrepreneurship in fact it's not even that way i think they kind of walk hand in hand right mm -hmm. yeah there's so many stories of of 
young humans, you know, eight, 10 years old that are becoming entrepreneurs and, you know, connecting in with the global sustainability goals even, and, you know, the beautiful work that, that they're doing and the impact that they're making and not letting their age be a factor. You know, wisdom comes in all shapes and sizes and ages. And, you know, when we foster and fuel that inner genius, inner hero, inner superpower, purpose, passion, however you label it, you know, that's when we get the best out of us as humans and we have all our consciousness and, and we, we all grow together. Do you think we can like find a way to merge this whole entrepreneurial like companies that believe in youth entrepreneurship and as Holly was suggesting more internships, more opportunities for kids to really tap into a career path or some in some area before they actually deep dive, as you said, perhaps they, you know, come out of high school and they do some internship and do some work and get out there and feel some not pain per se but like pain meaning discomfort so they can now know what they need to improve on and then they'll see the value of education at that point yeah we actually sorry holly go ahead it's okay go ahead um the we have a couple of um partnerships with with huge multi-billion dollar companies um within genius school us and um we're we're plotting <laughs> which i guess is a good way to say it um, to really have genius camps be a spark for those students being able to then apply for internships within these corporations um, that they really foster entrepreneurial thinking even within the organization um, and you know becoming entrepreneurs and it's um, it's going to be pretty cool what what we're planning and putting together so stay tuned there's some cool stuff happening. Yeah, we'll definitely provide more information on Genius yeah. School and what they're doing. I was also involved with Genius School with Sandy. That's how I met Sandy. Yeah. So we'll stay tuned on that. But Holly, you were going to add something to that? Yeah, I was just going to say um, at one of the, the main components at Wonderstorm and at all Acton schools is that we actually start introducing world-class examples. So we'll, we invite in different um, you know, entrepreneurs, thought leaders to come into the studio as early as the elementary level to start kind of giving them samplings of all the different opportunities that exist out there for career paths. And then as early as our middle school studio actually begins doing short-term um, internships. And then by the time they reach our launch pad program, which is the high school level, they're doing long-term internships. So by the time they're ready to graduate and go on to their next big adventure, they've had the opportunity to work under Gosh, it's usually about at least nine different mentors, which is a pretty great opportunity. I mean, imagine if you had that advantage going into the workforce, having that work experience and knowing this is what it feels like to step into, you know, whatever it is that their heart felt called towards or they were curious about. That's, that's a really, yeah, that is. I mean, that's so hopeful that already the work is in place. I would just mention that that be, as a mom, it would be, it would be great for our kids to have that. I remember in my high school days, I was actually in a, what we call co-op at that time, where we actually were placed into businesses and full on worked. And I never forget a moment working there because it was so special. And I see all these adults and I get to use a photocopier and I get to go <laughs> ride with these people to the clients. Like it just makes you grow instantly. And I think that mm -hmm. what both of you are doing and what your camps are doing and, you know, in the school, 
the, the, the various levels have really made us think out of the box. And um, what I think out of all of this is that no matter what stage each child is in, we have to be respectful of their each other's emotions so that we can actually create that safe space um, to explore each other's emotions and then be able to think more following our intuition and, and seeing what's best for each of us. Because every child is different, as we know, and we really just can't give everyone the same definition of what's the best way. So at the end of the day, People like Sandy and Holly and all the other moms um, that we've had in this group, uh, we just have to keep building the community and keep the conversation open. So anything else you guys want to add to this before we kind of wrap up with our kind of snack and uh, snack and chat, finish up with that and enjoy the rest yeah. of the Tuesday? This has been great, Sylvia. Thank you so much. And, and Holly, it's great to be on here with you. Yeah, same. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So we always love finishing up these with a snack and chat. So if you have any drinks or snacks mm -hmm. you're munching on, um, feel free to share with us. What are you guys having right now? Water. Water? Let's do it. Always water. Kind of random. I have a bowl of olives. <laughs> it's my, they, I call them power pellets in our home. And it's like anytime we feel like a brain dip, I'm up, oh, we got to get the power pellets out. <laughs> Oh, there's gotta be there's gotta be something in there that's that makes them so powerful, right? The healthy fats. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go for the brain, right? Yeah. Pumpkin seeds. Oh, pumpkin seeds right there. <laughs> pretty awesome. Wow, we have a pretty good snack uh, selection right here. I'm having my my own Viviva chips right now, actually. So don't mind me just showing off my products a little bit here. <laughs> it's sweet potatoes. So we got sweet potato chips going on. We got olives, and we have pumpkin seeds. Perfect for the season, for the fall season. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Oh, I see Elizabeth saying she's eating an orange right now. And um, Anna says that we're going to keep recording. Oh, yeah. She was telling me that last time, I think we kept having long conversations after the recording, um, which it just, it just inspires this whole topic and just ideas keep flowing. So thank you for the reminder, uh, Anna. But yeah, I think we're going to have to do these more often because they're very much welcomed in this converse, in the whole community. And uh, let's keep in touch with everybody and go from there. Yeah, thank you both definitely. of you, Sandy, Holly. It was been such a pleasure conversation with both of you. Thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful rest of the, the week. You too. Bye, everybody. Hello there, this is Amit, and today I'm going to give you a very powerful tip about. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a review. Join us in the Facebook group Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs to continue this awesome conversation. And share this show with mompreneurs you know so we can grow healthy families and businesses together. See you next week.